0: Slice Audio. You could use the, the the phrase: "All Tennessee whiskey is from Tennessee, but not all whiskey from Tennessee is Tennessee whiskey." Hey, everybody! <laughs> oh dang, we're already we, done we, on the We did, we did we half the podcast, and we didn't. I didn't even start recording yet.
1: Jeez. Yeah, right. we're a little slow today well i don't know beer, fi- we, we, beer fest and your illness took a lot out of us <laughs> we got um yeah we, we just we
0: kind of got into a good conversation I, I hope i hope we can we can, uh, can we... replicate that for the podcast here
1: Do i don't know, know if we can you know not. which one's which right i well
0: that not so dumb bringing in two and, different uh, glasses now huh rob
1: okay I, I think it's this one
0: hi it's uh it's whiskey at work
1: <laughs> it's rob and mark um, we're about to get back on track. Yeah,
0: we're gonna try here now. The reason why I, I I I or how I came up with the idea for this podcast today was I saw that George Dickel is releasing an 18 year bourbon. Oh my! 84 uh, percent corn, 8 percent rye, 8 percent malted barley. 510 dollars. How much is a bottle of George Dickel? Do you remember uh, what you paid for that?
1: No, twenty bucks.
0: This is George Dickel Tennessee whiskey, the signature recipe, the original, the OG, right here in front yeah,
1: of I, us. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was like twenty. Um,
0: I come to realize the only George Dickel I've ever tried was that Tabasco George Dickel that they had.
1: Really? Remember,
0: four years ago, five years ago, whenever we talked about that, um, uh-huh. it's a flavored. It was it was a flavored whiskey. <laughs> And one I remember for is the it, first time ever, you it, saying, This wasn't so bad.
1: Well, I kind of like Tabasco and I, okay. put, it, I put it on damn near everything. But, <laughs> but now I'm thinking about this, right? Mm-hmm. So George Dickel has put out a whiskey that is aged in Tabasco barrels and the Tabasco. A lot of times is aged in Jack Daniels in Jack Daniels
0: barrels. <laughs> <laughs> it almost always is aged in Jack Daniels barrels. That's, that's where that's where a lot of the barrels from Jack not only go overseas for Scotch, but they do go to this little tiny island, I think in southern South Carolina or somewhere around there, wherever Tabasco's made. And yeah, once why did the,
1: I always think it was like Louisiana?
0: I don't think it is Louisiana.
1: I don't think it is either.
0: Um, but they put the Tabasco in the those old Jack barrels and they sit for three years. I think. It's a long time, and that's where Tabasco comes from. It's aged in bourbon so barrels.
1: You get a little Jack in your yeah, Tabasco, a little. Bit. And a little tabas- that's why you like
0: putting it on everything, <laughs> and a little Tabasco in your dickle. Nope, don't, nope, we
1: not. We're
0: not dickle-joking this whole you, episode.
1: You, 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 shouldn't, <laughs> okay. you shouldn't put the Tabasco on your dickle. We're not, it burns.
0: We're not taking the low road here, Rob. <laughs> that's the only it's road so, I, I, I know. For you, it kind of is. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, you know, I didn't mature much beyond about 18.
0: Well, and that's fine. What's the, what's, the, <laughs> what's the quote I saw that Gen X, by the time they were 10-year-olds, by the time we were ten, no, what was the – What was that? What was this? By the time we were ten, we we acted like we were thirty, and by the time we were thirty, we we're acting like we we're ten again. I don't know, some dumb thing like
1: that. Sounds about but right. But I'm like, you know it's what? That is
0: that is that is pretty right. That is pretty on on on. Message. We
1: get tired of being adults by the time we get oh, thirty. Exactly, we, um, were, we were on our own. And if you remember, you know, by ten, yeah. we were riding our bikes and you know, laying dead in the field or yeah, whatever. Just and, be
0: home by dark, and then half the time you weren't. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't matter. Your parents didn't really get super concerned either.
1: I lived in this small manufacturer home community, and we were. Well, there was barn. It used to be must have been an old farm or something because there's a couple old barns and a water and a well, and we were always. Off exploring. Oh my God!
0: You 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 could have been one of those one of the podcasts today about uh, Rob Henry went missing back in nineteen eighty. <laughs> His body still hadn't been found. Well, one of
1: the barns had like you know has a second floor, and and we would go up there and like throw firecrackers in there and scare all the yeah. bats, and then hit them with tennis rackets. Well, of course
0: you did. Nothing like throwing a bunch of yeah. firecrackers into an old dried out wood barn. You
1: know, <laughs> and just so you know, Peta that. That statute of limitations has expired. <laughs> you were so. just scaring the bats. You weren't well, killing well, the bats, except for the tennis racket part.
0: Well, and the fact that if they yep. bit you, you probably would have Get rabies. Rabies all over you. Yep.
1: Um, all right. Actually, back. Actually, there were badman uh, rackets. Back to whiskey, Rob. But the bats weren't very big.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I've never had George Dickel. Still haven't tried it because we haven't <laughs> shut up yet. <laughs> But, and we did an episode or, or very early on in the podcast, and we, we've obviously talked about it quite a bit, and if you're in the whiskey world at all, and you're familiar with George Dickel, or you're familiar with Jack Daniels, or you're familiar with just Tennessee whiskey in general, you have heard the term Lincoln County Process.
1: Charcoal mellowing, it's, I mean, it might be a little more...
0: Familiar to well, people? It's
1: actually, that's actually written on the Jack Daniels bottle, I believe. Uh, let's it? see charcoal mellowed
0: yep uh to mr jack whiskey making tradition we still mellow our whiskey drop by drop and stand by jack's charge every day we make it we'll make it the The best best we can, can is what it says there so yes it's um it's just a process of the distillate being dripped through sugar maple charcoal at jack at jack daniels um some places that make tennessee whiskey will uh high pressure force it through the charcoal uh, some will do it in just large, I don't know, <laughs> swimming pool versions of it. I guess. To, to, so there's different versions of how it goes through that that charcoal, yes. right?
1: Well, yeah, according to what you read seven minutes. Ago. Yes,
0: while we were well, well, <laughs> we weren't recording, right? Uh, anyway, I, I I thought it would be fun to kind of take a little deeper dive into the Lincoln County process and Tennessee whiskey in general, and the two kings of it, I guess, would be George Dickel and Jack Daniels. In order to be called a Tennessee whiskey, it has very strict rules that are on top of already the strict rules of bourbon making.
1: Well, I mean, are they strict? or Because, uh, you know, bourbon, blah, 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 Tennessee whiskey has to be made in Tennessee. That, that should shock no one. Right. The Lincoln County process, the charcoal mellowing is utilized by virtually everyone in one degree or another, but that's not... Somebody got grandfathered into that, wasn't it? Pritchard? It
0: was Benjamin Pritchard is the one who can call themselves a Tennessee whiskey that does not use the Lincoln County process. Yes.
1: Because this all came about not that long ago. Right. The changing of the rules for Tennessee whiskey is only a decade old or so, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was back 2013, 2014, I believe. Uh, that's when there, there was kind of a little, um, uh, piss and match, I guess, for lack of a better term, <laughs> blue. between Diageo and Jack Daniels. Well, um,
1: apparently Pritchard wasn't super jacked <clears throat> about that's, it.
0: That's, well, Diageo
1: owns. Oh, Diageo owns, uh, owns Pritchard.
0: Uh, wait, did I get that wrong? Hold on here. Hold on. Uh, I want to make sure I'm saying this right so I don't sound like a bigger idiot than I normally am. Uh, oh, no, Diageo owns, owns George Dickel. I'm sorry. Um, they wanted to. They were. They, they want, were fine with the change of reusing barrels in the aging process. Well,
1: they wanted a looser interpretation yes. of it because I'm sure that being Diageo, being Diageo, they wanted to be able to utilize that however they deemed necessary. Sure,
0: they wanted to come after Jack Daniels, and on the opposite side of it, Diageo claimed that Jack Daniels wanted to keep everything the same so they could force out smaller
1: distilleries. Right when it came to the rules, but that's well, yeah, but the, the, the use, using barrels twice. That's different than the right. Lincoln County process. I don't right. Why is that in the same story?
0: I don't know. Um, because of well, it's because it, of what's, what's what's considered Tennessee whiskey. Gotcha. That's why it's in there. But yeah, this what we'll talk about is mostly the Lincoln County process. And because I I I just I cannot believe I've never had a sip of the original George Dickel. I thought, all right, let's take the two big guns of the Lincoln County process and see how different they are, using this system. Right. Mm. Now, if you're not familiar (laughs) with what the Lincoln County process is, uh, it is simply, like we said, taking that distillate and letting it drip through charcoal, uh, maple charcoal. Right. Um, Other distilleries in Tennessee uh, can use the process if they want to. Um, You don't have to, though, like we said, Uh, it's strongly associated with Jack and George. It's not legally restricted to them and other whiskey makers can use it. If they want to, Well, that's
1: it. the other part that got us distracted earlier, right? Was the, is there anybody outside of Tennessee charcoal mellowing in one form or another? I mean, you never hear about that from anybody in Kentucky. I'm sure they're trying to stay out of their, you know, stay in their lane isn't the right word, but they're trying to differentiate themselves from Jack and other Tennessee whiskey as well by not doing that. But is there a Scotch or a Canadian that's, that is doing that i i haven't heard of any
0: because you would think they would be all over it right well you would think you would make a big deal out of that
1: yeah you'd think that it'd make the headline you know if hey this is the you know the glenn levitt and this version of it is charcoal mellowed but uh, i haven't personally maybe somebody out there with more knowledge than me knows, but I haven't personally seen anything like that. Right. It, it would. It's intriguing to for me to think that. You know why hasn't somebody else out there tried to mimic?
0: Why hasn't a scotch process? tried to do it? Yeah,
1: the process. I mean, the the argument that I've heard people make is that it, that the Jack Daniels tastes like charcoal when, in fact, the charcoal is actually removing the impurities and some of that not adding to it right
0: now i can admit i was never a big a big jack daniels fan until recently
1: well, but i've never thought it tasted there. like
0: charcoal
1: that's i've heard that argument made by a handful of people but what it's doing is it's taking stuff out and not putting it back in
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: At least that's... Hence the
0: filtering part. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Anyway, Jack Daniels, what they'll do with theirs is they'll take their two-by-two-inch sugar-makeable timbers. Maple? What? Maple is what I tried to get to. (laughs) And what's cool about it is they will prime those timbers with the 140-proof Jack Daniels. Before they fire it yeah. up, which I think is kind of cool. If you ever get to, we've said it before. If you get down, if you ever get down there, take the tour of the Jack Daniel's Distillery. There are,
1: there are many out there, I am sure, but the Jack Daniel's Distillery in Lynchburg is something to. It is check out.
0: So once these once these timbers reach the char state, uh, the ricks are then sprayed with water to prevent complete combustion, and then that charcoal is fed through a grinder to produce bean sized pellets. They're packed into ten foot vats. Uh, that used to filter the impurities from the 140-proof whiskey. That's the process right there. Then they reduced that down to about 125 with water, Um, and it was uh, Nearest Green who actually taught Jack Daniels that process.
1: And Yeah, I'm sure Uncle Nearest is now using that same process or something very similar.
0: Exactly. Um, George Dickel uses deeper vats and distills the whiskey to 135, so a 5-degree proof difference, I don't know what difference that really makes. You've tried it, so I'll get your opinion here in a second. Uh, and then it Dickel will chill its whiskey to 40 Fahrenheit before it enters the vats, and then that allows the liquid to, that, to fill the vats instead that of trickling through.
1: Make it chill filter. <laughs> well, no, no, I that's different. That's probably yeah, after the fact.
0: Yeah, chill filtering would be different than it's just chilling
1: it before bottling. Yes. would be the chill filtering. I suspect
0: uh, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery uses the Lincoln County process to make its weeded first 108 Tennessee whiskey and its white whiskey. And then Collier and McKeel, which is in Nashville, uses a method that pumps the whiskey slowly through 10 to 13 feet of sugar maple charcoal instead of using gravity, uh, made from the trees cut down by local sawmills, which is cool. So those are different processes of how the Lincoln County process can be used. So
1: as long as it's going through the charcoal, it's the Lincoln County process. It doesn't matter how you get from the right. top of the funnel to the bottom. Nope. Um,
0: okay. I'm, I'm very familiar, obviously, with how Jack Daniels tastes. But the smell...
1: Are you?
0: Are you? Wait a minute. What's, what's the guy in the dumb TikTok video? You got to get your nose right in there. You got to get it in there. You got to say hello.
1: They can't, they can't see you. How are you? I can't know, oh, and it's disturbing. <laughs> mm,
0: there you are. <laughs> I love that video. I watch it all the time. I don't know who the guy is. There's some dude, some English guy that tells you how to drink whiskey. And the best part about it is the very first part of the video is he takes his whiskey and he pours it in the glass. He's like, you take that first glass and you just throw it out. <laughs> And no just, he just tosses it off the screen. He's like then you fill up your glass, so now it's prepped oh, yeah, and primed you, you and ready to go. You don't,
1: you don't want the top of the bottle, right. Probably yes. The the,
0: bo- the neck pour right? because it's not a
1: fluid. Mm-hmm, oh no my god! Mean, good god!
0: Okay, so Jack Daniels.
1: I very hope that familiar. was all in jest.
0: Well, I saw a second video of him doing it, and it didn't seem to be. And I can't really track down whether or not that's meant to be comedic. All right, what did you just
1: have? The did you try both? You're not sure which one it is. No, I know which one's which.
0: What I've really started to appreciate about Jack is when I found and I was able to pick out that banana flavoring in it, and then just focus on that when I drink it, that's made Jack <laughs> great for me. Just oh fantastic.
1: Gosh. Right? Um, Maybe a good thing I never picked up on that.
0: Oh, you don't get the banana in it? I know. I'm no, you know, it, Not
1: to the degree that you are oh, insinuating. I
0: do. I, I can... It, it almost... And then I get, then I can trick my brain into getting that smell of the banana Laffy Taffy a little bit. And then, then Jack is like, I get it. I know why this is such a good whiskey, right?
1: The thing that gets me on, on Jack versus the Dickel is it's a lot sweeter. It's a lot smoother and it's got a lot more of that sweet caramel
0: Uh, the jack you think is sweeter yeah see and i got a sweeter smell on the dickle
1: i got that too but that uh, that almost to me seemed like it was more of an alcohol bloom than a right than a sweet note on the nose i don't know the dickle to me the dickle is is okay but the jack is still where my where i'm going
0: there's there's nothing wrong with spending twenty bucks though on that bottle of Dickel at all, right?
1: I really thought you were going somewhere else. I'm trying like, to be careful. Um for our for our you know, immature audience well, I mean sure, hold on. Me, sure. well, younger uh, <laughs> <laughs> Less mature members, well, which they're I, we know we know, we know
0: most of the people that listen, and I know their maturity level. So, it's,
1: well, it's probably still better than mine.
0: Um, so again, having this been my first ever taste of the signature recipe of George Dickel,
1: I'm I'm not sure I've had this this what's signature. Yeah, the signature. I've got recipe. a bottle of I don't know, sort of f- five or an eight year old at home. I think. What did I tell you? I don't remember
0: this. This is handcrafted small batch. It says on here too. Um,
1: well, that might change some of it.
0: This is this is good. It's good.
1: I'm not. I'm not. No.
0: It. No. I don't. But you're a Jack fan, though. I yes. mean, you're this. This is that's your whiskey, and so putting it up against something else, you might have a little built-in bias already going into it.
1: Well, certainly, but, since I'm the one that poured it in the glass, <laughs> and I knew which one was which to begin with. Right. I. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm. I, I think charcoal mellowing is it's a it's a, it adds a very unique flavor profile obviously to Jack and to to me there's sometimes you get that cheaper whiskey and when you first get it on your tongue and you take that taste you're like oh not bat, wait a minute well, right yeah
1: that stays there forever right and, there's yeah. that
0: that weird <laughs> I don't want to say it's a metallic taste or a but it's a minerally you know not it's not pleasant, and so I was a little worried by taking this sip of Dickel. <laughs> you just can't. I gotta. I gotta say, George, taking the <laughs> sip of George. God, it's terrible. Well, I mean, I'm sure back know, in the day.
1: I, speaking of which, now I know what bottle it is. It was the Tim and Store pick that you weren't there for because we made these same dickle jokes. Oh whole, so whole time. you didn't get it out
0: of your system is what I'm hearing?
1: No. I don't want to get it out mm. never mind. <laughs> um but yeah it's the it's the Tim and store pick that I have at home is the bottle that I've got. It, which is lovely by the way, as Patrick would say. Yeah. If you haven't tried it. Boy. I should have brought that one in too.
0: And they're both ninety proof. No, I'm sorry. Girl, the, the black is eighty.
1: That's that maybe that's the where I'm getting
0: yeah, the, the difference. The, the George's is, the
1: alcohol bloom
0: is a good it is ten ten proof higher. Um boy, you know, my my favorite my favorite um bottom shelf whiskey is that Evan Williams bottled in Bond. I'd I'd say right as of right now this would be number two out of all those crappy ones I've had.
1: Well, I know crappy.
0: Well, no. I mean, Evan Williams isn't crappy. That's the point. But, I mean, of all of the rest of them that yeah. we've had that-
1: Of all the ones that would be considered bottom shelf, this is up there. I mean, yeah, it's it's good. Boy. But, you know, f- f- with all due respect, for relatively the same price on these two bottles, within a couple bucks of each other, I'm going sure. black.
0: Right. I don't know. I mean, I might buy a bottle of that. I don't know. Why not? That might be kind of fun to have, I guess.
1: I I can picture it, you know, again, being something that you could drink straight. I mean, it's similar to the Jack. It's something you can drink straight, something you could make a cocktail with. It's something you could, you know, lemonade, ginger ale, Coke, God forbid. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, you're right. It would be a great mixer, like the Jack is, obviously, with yeah. the stuff you put Jack but, in.
1: But it's also, I mean— you know, over a big cube, I can see that too. I mean, we're drinking it neat, mm-hmm. and I don't have any issues with it at all. It's I don't. I, I, I do get, you. I mean, I didn't know that it was a higher proof, but I get that there is a tad of mineral, I think. I, the alcohol does affect my nose even as bad as it is. Right. A little differently than the Jack does, and I still think that the Jack is is a sweeter, that corn note comes out that sweet sweeter corn note comes out to me more yeah but that could be simply the difference in proof and making that up just a hair
0: i think you're i think you're you're pretty accurate the the jack the the george smells sweeter but isn't as sweet as the jack to me but the george definitely smells and i don't know
1: what's the difference in the mash bill between jack and george i don't know that off that's
0: a really good question um, anyway, would you would you spend five hundred and ten bottles on an eighteen year version of George Dickel?
1: Would I 500 five hundred and ten dollars, which is see, a weird price? You said five hundred and ten bottles. No, I'm sorry. I meant five
0: hundred and ten dollars is the George Dickel eighteen year.
1: Well, I don't know if I would, <laughs> uh, but but a home slice might. If, oh, hey, if we can, if yeah, someone can track down a bottle know, of it for us, if uh, you know, you never know.
0: Also, want to give a shout out to um, that new Yellowstone toast. That yeah. uh just hit our area. Yeah, it's which, in stores and
1: delicious.
0: <gasps> that was good. Um, okay, can we can we talk about Mountain West Whiskey Fest now? I mean it we we've had it up on social media.
1: I don't know well, why we I couldn't.
0: All right. It's March 9th, for sure.
1: Yep. We we've got it. we had a bit of a time shift or day shift. Yes. Um so we're we had a we had a problem. <laughs> <Not> pr- <laughs> Not we, a problem. we had an it was- opportunity. Right, there we go. We, we, to we, move it. We, we are, have normally historically been on the first Saturday of March. We are moving that at least for this year to the second Saturday. Yes. Uh, which I don't think will affect anybody other than the people putting it on. Right. Hopefully. Um, so the date has been announced. We are going to be putting tickets on sale soon. So if there... Is somebody on your Christmas list? That oh boy, it, it could be as a, soon as
0: just after, like, like the weekend it, after Black Friday, right?
1: It, right? It, could, it could be. It could be. It could be. Black Friday. Hypothetically, air quotes, on Black Friday. Yeah,
0: that's what we're. That's what we're really pushing hard for right now is to get them on sale and ready to go. Yeah. So if you ever purchased tickets from us in the past, uh, and there's an email that shows up in your fancy email box, yep. you better click and open that. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, not to be braggadocious at all, but we are anticipating that the platinums will be gone certainly by the first of the year. Right. I don't think we had many left um by Christmas last year.
0: And we had oh god, there's just, and, and we're sitting on so many secrets right now too. <laughs> I I there's just so much I wish we could say, but but we can't. We yeah, we so. are
1: we are trying to get one or a handful of bottles up here that we have tried that aren't available. Right. But we're having to deal with legal on that. <laughs>
0: Stupid government! Yeah. Your that, regulations and nonsense. Um, but just know that we are trying yeah. really hard to bring some cool new stuff up we, to this yeah, one we, sure.
1: we ha- We've got high hopes mm-hmm. that we could deal with the folks and get that, get some of that here. Um, Fingers crossed! Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm a super excited for it. So, just again, if you've ever attended one of our events, watch for the emails uh, and make sure you don't delete it. Make sure you click it and open it because it'll probably have cool, fun stuff in there.
1: Some of that, some of the new stuff, or some of that stuff is actually showing up in my office tomorrow. Whether we <laughs> get oh, that's right approval. Out oh, of, that's right f- approval from the government or not.
0: Well, <laughs> we're. We can't. We gotta kind of fly under the radar, anyway. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: Well, here, we, you know, we're not. We're not. You know, bootlegging it or anything. No, it's of just, course not.
0: It's all. It's all uh, on I mean, the on the up and up ish. Mostly.
1: So. It was uh, donated yeah.
0: by the distiller. Right. So, okay. Uh, mark your calendars. March 9th, twenty twenty four. Mountain West Whiskey Festival is back. You'll be able to buy tickets at Mountain West Whiskey Festival. Dot .com platinum cuz we can't say fast we'll get in trouble so. general admission yeah.
1: non sampling
0: the whole thing the food I mean, will be fantastic the
1: food will be awesome john'll do a great job the venue is the same yep it'll, it'll be at the rushmore, at the rushmore downtown Moore hotel
0: all right everybody thanks so much for we listening don't,
1: we don't know who's playing afterwards yet
0: go tickle yeah. your dickle all right there i did it <laughs> <laughs> okay got it out of my system